Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled The Water of Meribah. It will be focused on the study of Numbers chapter 20. Before going any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Fathers, as we approach your word and we see, Lord, the encounter of Moses smiting the rock when he told him to speak to the rock, we're reminded of how he glorified himself in anger and pressure of serving the people. Father, we pray as we go about our duties in your kingdom, help us to have patience and help us, Lord, through your Holy Spirit to have control of our emotions that we may be found to be obedient to your word. Speak to us for the remainder of this episode. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Numbers chapter 20. Chapter 20 Then came the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, into the desert of Zin in the first month. And the people abode in Kadesh, and Miriam died there, and was buried there. And there was no water for the congregation, and they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And the people chode with Moses, and spake, saying, Would God that we had died when our brethren died before the Lord! And why have ye brought up the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness, that we and our cattle should die there? And wherefore have ye made us to come up out of Egypt, to bring us in unto this evil place? It is no place of seed, or of figs, or of vines, or of pomegranates. Neither is there any water to drink. And Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and they fell upon their faces. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto them. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the rod, and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes and it shall give forth his water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock, and he said unto them, Hear now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice, and the water came out abundantly. And the congregation drank, and their beasts also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. This is the water of Meribah, because the children of Israel strove with the Lord, and he was sanctified in them. And Moses sent messengers from Kadesh unto the king of Edom. Thus saith thy brother Israel, Thou knowest all the travail that hath befallen us, how our fathers went down into Egypt, and we have dwelt in Egypt a long time, and the Egyptians vexed us and our fathers. And when we cried unto the Lord, he heard our voice, and sent an angel, and hath brought us forth out of Egypt. And behold, we are in Kadesh, a city in the uttermost of thy border, let us pass, I pray thee, through thy country. We will not pass through the fields or through the vineyards, neither will we drink of the water of the wells. We will go by the king's highway, 
We will not turn to the right hand, nor to the left, until we have passed thy borders. And Edom said unto him, Thou shalt not pass by me, lest I come out against thee with the sword. And the children of Israel said unto him, We will go by the highway, and if I and my cattle drink of thy water, then I will pay for it. I will only, without doing anything else, go through on my feet. And he said, Thou shalt not go through. And Edom came out against him with much people and with a strong hand. Thus Edom refused to give Israel passage through his border. Wherefore Israel turned away from him. And the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, journeyed from Kadesh, and came unto Mount Hor. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in Mount Hor, by the coast of the land of Edom, saying, Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, for he shall not enter into the land which I have given unto the children of Israel, because ye rebelled against my word at the water of Meribah. Take Aaron and Eleazar his son, and bring them up unto Mount Hor, and strip Aaron of his garments, and put them upon Eleazar his son. And Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, and shall die there. And Moses did as the Lord commanded, and they went up into Mount Hor in the sight of all the congregation. And Moses stripped Aaron of his garments, and put them upon Eleazar his son. And Aaron died there in the top of the mount. And Moses and Eleazar came down from the mount. And when all the congregation saw that Aaron was dead, they mourned for Aaron thirty days, even all the house of Israel. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, Israel and the Church, Part 4. This was preached in 1953 on March the 28th. We'll begin at paragraph 188 up to paragraph 243. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. Look, what a warrior Moses was. In his last hours, he got down there with that horrible temper and finally glorified himself in the stead of God, and God would not permit him, of course, it's all a pre-picture, just like the organizations today, Methodist, Baptist, Pentecost, all the rest of them, they're glorifying themselves. A few days ago, one of the biggest churches, just because they couldn't be the only duck in the puddle, they thumbs down on a meeting like that. I said, I don't have to have your cooperation. Where the eagles are, the cart, where the carcasses, the eagles will gather. And that was right. Yes, sir. You just tell the truth. God will take care of the rest of it. And there they was. Oh, we are the predominating. I said, I don't care what you are. God is the predominating one in our lives. That's right. It takes God, not what the church says. And the church, every one of them, any historian here is willing to look this up. There never was a church that ever fell, that ever rose again. God lays them on the shelf. They never. The Lutheran fell. The Methodist fell. The Presbyterian, Baptist, all down through, and the Pentecostal too. God just throws it back on the shelf. And if, if you believe me to be God's prophet, you listen to this. And I say it with inspiration. Not exactly now, but what has come before this. That there will not be one organization represented. Of what I mean, the whole organization into the kingdom of God. But God will pull out of every one of them the cream of the crop. And fill it with the spirit and take it up into glory. That's right. The Bible predicts that the last church age is the Laodicean church age, which is a lukewarm. And that's just as far as the church has got today. That's right. They got down to where maybe they could clap their hands a little bit and make a little noise and jump up and kick the branch for a while. But when it comes to really living a pure, holy, unadulterated, sanctified life, they're as far away as the night is from the day. 
That's right. What we need today is an old-fashioned dying out, brother, word ain't go back to the altar and get over and go back to the altar again, go back to the altar, go there and stay till you're dead, and then a dead man knows nothing about the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't want to get started on that again. Look, brother, let me tell you. God, after having his poor old servant Moses, someone said to me one time, said, I tell you, that shows God, if you call him God. Said he let his servant down. After Moses' life running a cycle of 40s, he was called at 40, refused by his brethren, went out on the desert and herded sheep for 40 years. When he was 80, he sent him down to deliver Israel out of Egypt. And when he got close to the promised land, he was 120 years old. He had the stride of a young man and his sight never failed him. That's right, at 120. But when he glorified himself down there instead of God before that rock, when God told him, said, go speak to the rock. Don't smite it. Speak to it. The rock was only smitten once. And Moses got his temper all up and run down there, smote the rock. He didn't bring water. He smote it again. He brought water and said, you rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? Like that, and brought forth the waters because God had to listen to that prophet because it endued him with that power. And that broke the whole program of God's Bible. Christ was smitten once. We speak to the rock now, and it brings forth its water. See, it's already been smitten. Just speak to it, and it brings forth its water. Then I seen that morning. Oh, and I think of this picture in my heart. It almost failed me. I see Moses. He knows God said, Moses, tell them all so long, your congregation. I'm going to call you up a little higher now today. I see old Moses stand there, that long white beard, his hair trickling down around his face, his old eyes dimming with tears. As he looked over his audience, how he fell in the how they murmured and how he stood for him, he looked him all over. He started walking up the mountain. He got up the mountain, he turned back around, he began to wave goodbye at him. He climbed up from up to the top of the mountain. This is in the month of April. He stood and looked over into the promised land. Oh, how he wanted to go over. My, his poor old heart was breaking. He wanted to go over into the promised land of that bunch of Jews. And he had led and stood in the way. And there he was. He looked over there and the tears running down his cheeks. He turned around and waved to the people again. Goodbye, their old pastor. He was going away. He waved at him like that. He looked back over and on oh, if I could stand where Moses stood and view the landscape over. God willing, in the next few months, I want to stand on the mountain there and look over where they crossed. I seen a movie the other day where some of the brethren, about 40 of my brethren out of the campaigns and there, went over there and they took a movie reel of it. And when they crossed there, them fellows screamed and shouted and back tore down all the bushes on the bank where the children of Israel went up there where Jesus is baptized. And every one of them preachers jumped in the water with clothes on and all and baptized one another over again. Every one of them. Oh, brother! There's something in there moving and stirring we're living. They'd get in a car, they'd ride up pieces, they'd come over that journey there where the children of Israel did. Like old buddy Robinson said, stop this thing, right? Tweet, and he got out and ran around and ran around, shouting around the place and hollered, glory to God, hallelujah. Jump back in the driver on. <laughs> That's right. He's just having such a time. Sure, if I could stand where Moses stood on that rock, looking over into the promised land, he wanted to go and he looked back to his congregation, wave goodbye at him again. A tear dropping off his long beard. His hours are coming. His sleeves round over his sleeves here. The pulse begin to come up the sleeves. An old veteran. I can tell you right now, brother, don't think I'm going to Baptist this for a little bit. But, brother, he wasn't lost. <laughs> no, he wasn't. God won't let his servant down. There are the sleeves coming up like this. And the first thing you know, his pulse cooling off. His eyes begin to get dim. As he looked over there, 
over in that land high. He wanted to go over. Oh, my, his heart was breaking. Just as he got ready to move out of this life, he had looked standing by his side. There stood the rock. Just so he's there. That's all. He stepped over on the rock. The angels come packed him away. Eight hundred years from there, there he was standing over the promised land by the side of Elijah talking to Jesus. He don't let you down. Some of these days, I've got to come to the end of the road. I'm 43 years old now. Getting pretty well broke up. I've preached 20 years. I've waded through waters and broke ice and stood and baptized so I'd freeze nearly. I've done without, went without, into the jungles and everything else and diseases and everything lurking. I don't know how long I'll stay. But if I shall live to see longer than this, maybe when I get to be an old man of Jesus tarries, I'll probably stand with what hair I got hanging down low. All my people take the palsy when they get old. They shake. When I fought my way through every battle, all my buddies and things are gone on. I stand there, hear the dashing of the water coming across there. I'm shaking on my stick like this. I want to take the old sword here, stick her back in the sheep of eternity, pull off my helmet and lay it down, raise up my hands, hallelujah, and say, Lord, push out the lifeboat. I'm coming across this morning. I'm coming across the river. He won't let me down, man. And while I'm here, while it's like, I'll preach and pray and beg and sing and do everything I can for the kingdom of God. When my soul begins to lift from this body and I look back down to see my footprints, I want them in the right kind of a place where parties leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. Shall we bow our heads? Teddy, go to the piano a moment. Our Heavenly Father, oh, for these great rejoicing times. How happy I guess I get a little bit beside myself, Lord. Just the Holy Spirit just baptizing my soul. I just can't help it. Something just gets a hold of me. I'm so thankful, Lord. I have all the dishpans and gutters cleaned out so the Holy Spirit can come. Keep the kink out of the holes. So the waters of salvation can pour down in any time God wants it to. Pray it out. As Elijah told Jehoshaphat, he said, dig ditches. Get all the rocks out. All the sticks and stumps. There's going to be some water coming. Thank thee, Lord. Thou hast been here tonight. Now think of old prophet Moses. God bless his gallant soul. As he stood there on the mount looking over in the promised land. We stand tonight looking that way, Lord. The only thing I ask you for myself is let that rock be there when I'm going. God, that'll be all right with me. And all that I've ever done in life, Lord, if I can just crawl up and touch your sacred feet once. Had him with my unworthy hand. That'll repay me a million times. We all know we got to go that road. Some of us may in a few hours. I don't know. Thou knowest. 
while we're here tonight, Father, and the Holy Spirit is still present, bend down blessing your people. Father, I ask you something. Is there uh, someone here that's unsaved, Lord, that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, doesn't know how they stand before you? I'm going to ask you, Lord, if you will just, not that these people hear me now, but I'm going to ask you if you'll just speak to that heart and give them courage tonight. might be the final call. How do we know? Why take a chance when all eternity rests upon this? If there be, Lord, or one wayward one out of the way, maybe climbing the hill to look over into the land and then be rejected. God, may the rock be with them, I pray. Help us now and bless this audience while we wait. Now, if there's a man or a woman in here, boy or girl, with your head bowed, and don't know one, look up, please. People are very timid sometimes, touchy along these matters, but gentlemen and women. I've had a lot of, a lot of ground behind me in these 43 years. Just a few days ago, I was a little old boy running around here playing marbles with you. Well, I'm failing. I can feel it. I tried for 20 years to try to introduce to you something. Jeffersonville, why do you reject it? When God's vindicated, sent his angel, took the picture of it. It's known around the world. Why would you think it was some kind of a, a make-believe something? Are you without God tonight? You'd love to know him, really. You know you want that kind of a salvation before you die. Here some time ago in this very city, this young girl belonged to a certain church here in the city. She thought she was all right. Her pastor told her she was all right. She made fun of a little girl come to church because she wouldn't go to the show. She said, your pastor is narrow-minded. The little girl said, that's all right. After a while, she got out with some rough company and she caught a disease and let it run too far. The doctor, a certain doctor of this city, went to examine her. Come to find out she was eat up with venereal disease. She died right after that. There, she was a Sunday school teacher in this big church. They were all out there and to see her go to heaven. Just about time they, her Sunday school class then, her pastor walking out in the hall smoking a cigarette. And when about time for her to take her flight, the angels would come get her. She raised up. She said, where's the pastor? They went and got him. He said, you deceiver of man. So why would you let me get in this shape? I'm lost. Don't worry. Adam knew he had big leaves on when he came before God. It was all right when God wasn't there. So why would you let me go like this? So where's that little old girl up at that tabernacle? Oh, she, he said, yeah, you're, you're hysterical. We're going to call a doctor and give you a hypo. She said, you deceiver of man. I'm lost in my soul. I'm going to hell on account of you. She bowed her head, and a good friend of mine works in the garage right now was working for an undertaker. They went out to pump the fluid in her body, and it kept pumping. They kept smelling the fluid and couldn't get her veins filled and come to pull her clothes down and look. There's a hole eating her body there, big as your fist, nearly. Venereal disease eat it out. Oh, yes, yeah, she's going to have a big time. This little old girl was a holy roller. 
don't underestimate anything, friend. Do you know him tonight? Are you really saved? I'm asking you in Jesus' name. If there's a man or a woman, boy or girl in here tonight that's not saved, born again, would you raise your hand? Say, pray for me, Brother Bram. Now, every head bowed. Yes, God bless you, young lady. God bless you. You, 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 you. God bless you. God bless you. You, you. Back in the back. That's God bless you. God bless your sincerity, young man. I see you. Wonderful. Twenty or thirty hands in this little building. Unregenerated. The Holy Spirit's been here tonight talking to you. He's here now. You need him. Why don't you come? Won't you come up to the altar and kneel down and say, Lord God, I'm going to receive you as my personal Savior tonight. I'm going to accept you now and I'm going to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I want it. I don't care what the world's got to say. I'm going to receive now. You promised me. And listen, every one of you that held your hand, you've been listening to these, me- these meetings. No one in here could come to Jesus except God draws him. What's doing that? What's making that desire? God is here. God is here. Listen, friend. If God will hear my prayer as a man, if you believe me to be his prophet, and you've read the newspapers and the magazines and books and authorities and look back there at them pictures that they're selling at the back of the door at night, of that angel of God flaming with fire, the same one I'm reading about here in the burning bush, and you believe me to be God's servant, and you believe that he'd hear my prayer, and I'll hear your prayer if you'll pray. Would you like to rise up out of your seat? Have you got that much real conviction? Come here and stand at this altar and say, Brother Branham, if he'll open the eyes of the blind, he'll forgive my sins and my... God bless you, young man, to make yourself the first one to move. Who will follow this young man to this altar? I want the ministers of this building to come in the building come here to the altar just a minute. Every preacher. Come, young lady. God bless you. Somebody else now. I want the ministers to come up here at the top of the platform, if you will. Sinner friend. Come right up, young man. God bless you. Come right up and kneel down right there. God bless you, sir. You come. God bless you, lady. God bless you. Someone else. Make your way up here at the altar, kneel down. Are you without God, without Christ tonight? In a world alienated away? Or you say it's getting a little late in my people's way. A little crippled girl's making her way. Shame on you healthy people. Are you an alien from God tonight? Without God, without Christ. Dying in sin and shame. Won't you come? Will you be man or woman enough? with common decency enough to rise up and say, Brother Branham, I'm coming up here. I want to shake your hand and kneel down here at the altar. I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior right now. Will you come? All those hands up. And you mean to tell me to know that you're standing here in the presence of God? To know that you're in this condition and still refuse to come to an altar? What if your heart stops tonight when you go home? What if you have an accident and you're in a hospital an hour from now, the blood going from your body and you screaming, but nobody to pray. God said, if you neglect me now, I'll laugh at your calamity. Won't you come? You mean that you are convinced enough that the Holy Spirit here 
But you'll raise your hand and won't come to the altar. What in the world will holy you? God bless you, sir. I perceive that you're a sick man, too, that you're coming, aren't you? You suffer with TB, don't you? He's going to heal you here at the altar tonight. You're a stranger to me, but I know what you are and who you are. Holy Spirit dropped right in the meeting, and that angel of God standing at the platform. You've been in the meetings, you know what this means, don't you? The man's going to be healed tonight. God spoke just as you raised him there. God bless you, son. Come out on. Come weeping, your eyes full of tears. God bless you, sister. Come out on. God bless you. Come kneel right around the altar. Won't you come? Come on now. Just uh, everyone. 
you come down the aisle here now. Come here and meet me at the altar. As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the rock, Jesus Christ, who we speak to and we get, Lord, what we have need of. Father, may you give us faith that we approach your throne of grace with confidence. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
just come into a valley one like I've never been before I keep searching for a way out seems like padlocks are on the door oh there must be another sunrise another sunset that I'll see God will make this trial a blessing that's the love 